The Old Testament reading for Good Friday is from Isaiah chapters 52 and 53. Look, my servant will succeed. He will rise, be lifted up, and be exalted very high. Many were amazed at him, for his appearance was more disfigured than any man in his form, more than any person. So he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him, because they have seen something they haven't been told, and have witnessed something they haven't heard before. Who has believed what we told them? And to whom has the Lord's mighty working been revealed? He grew up before him like a shoot from a stalk, like a sprout from a root in a dry ground. And when we saw him, he had no form or beauty to make us want to look at him, or pleasing appearance to make us delight in him. He was despised, forsaken by men, a man of sorrows who knew suffering. People covered their faces so as not to see him. He was despised, and we thought nothing of him. Surely he was taken on himself, our suffering, and carried our sorrows. But we observed that God had stricken, smitten, and afflicted him. And certainly he was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our sins. By his punishment, we were saved. And by his wounds, we were healed. We have all gone astray like sheep. Every one of us has turned to go his own way. And the Lord has punished him for the sins of us all. He was oppressed and mistreated without opening his mouth. Like a lamb, he was led away to be slaughtered. Like a mother sheep is silent before the men who cut off her wool. So he doesn't open his mouth. After he was tried as a prisoner, he was then taken away. Who in his time even considered that he was cut off from the land of the living and struck down for his people's sins? They assigned him a grave with criminals and with a rich man in his death, though he hadn't done any crime or said anything deceitful. Yet the Lord planned to crush him and slay him. After he has sacrificed himself for guilt, he will see those born to him and will enjoy a long life. And so by him the Lord will succeed in what he wants to do. Because of the toil of his soul, he will see the light and be satisfied. By his experience, my righteous servant justifies many by taking on himself the heavy load of their guilt. Because of this, I will give him many people as his share, and he will divide the spoil with the mighty, because he pours out his life in death, lets himself be counted with sinners, while he takes on himself the sins of many people and intercedes for the wrongdoers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Hebrews chapters 4 and 5. 
Now that we have a high, great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, God's Son, let us cling to what we confess. We have a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. He was tempted in every way just as we are, only without sin. So let us come boldly to God's throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace to help us when we need it. In his humble life on earth, Jesus came to him who could save him from death and prayed and pleaded, crying loud with tears, and because he feared God, he was heard. Although Jesus is the Son, he learned from what he suffered what it means to obey. And when he was finished, he became one who gives everlasting salvation to all who obey him, being proclaimed by God a high priest like Melchizedek. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, the 18th and 19th chapters. After Jesus said this, he took his disciples to the other side of the Kidron Valley where there was a garden. He and his disciples went into it. Judas, who was betraying him, also knew the place where Jesus and his disciples often got together there. So Judas took the troop of soldiers and servants from the ruling priests and Pharisees and came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus went out, knowing exactly what was going to happen to him. Whom are you looking for? he asked them. Jesus of Nazareth, they answered him. I am he, he told them. Judas, ready to betray him, was standing with them. When Jesus told them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. He asked them again, Who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. I told you I am he, Jesus answered. So if I'm the one you want, let these others go. This was to make good what he had said. I lost none of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Put your sword into its scabbard, Jesus told Peter. The cup my father gave me, shouldn't I drink it? So the troop of soldiers, the tribune, and the attendants of the Jews arrested Jesus, bound him, and took him first to Annas, because he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who advised the Jews, It is better that one man dies instead of the people. Now Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. The other disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter was standing outside the door. So the other disciple, whom the high priest knew, went out and talked to the girl watching the door and brought Peter in. This doorkeeper asked Peter, You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? I'm not, he answered. The slaves and the attendants were standing around and had made a heap of burning coals because it was cold. 
As they warmed themselves, Peter was standing with them, warming himself. Then the high priest asked Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken publicly to the world, Jesus answered him. I have always taught in a synagogue or in the temple where all the Jews gather, and I haven't said anything in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he said this, one of the attendants standing near Jesus slapped his face. Is that how you answer the high priest? He asked. If I said something, anything wrong, Jesus answered him, tell us what was wrong. But if I told the truth, why do you hit me? Then Annas sent him still bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Simon Peter continued to stand and warm himself. So the men asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied, saying, I'm not. One of the high priest's slaves, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied. And just then, a rooster crowed. The Jews took Jesus from Caiaphas to the governor's palace. It was early in the morning. To keep from getting unclean, they wanted to celebrate the Passover. The Jews themselves didn't go into the governor's palace. So Pilate came out to them. What accusation are you bringing against this man? He asked. If he weren't a criminal, they answered him, we wouldn't have handed him over to you. Take him yourselves, Pilate therefore told them, and judge him according to your law. We're not allowed to kill anyone, the Jews answered him. And so what Jesus said when he predicted how he would die was to come true. Pilate went back into the palace and called for Jesus. Are you the king of the Jews? he asked him. Did you think of that yourself? Jesus asked. Or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate asked. Your own people and the ruling priest handed you over to me. What did you do? My kingdom is not of this world, Jesus answered. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not of this world. Then you are a king, Pilate asked him. Yes, I am a king, Jesus answered. I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who lives in the truth listens to me. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After saying this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I don't find this man guilty of anything. You have a custom that I set someone free for you at the Passover. So would you like me to set the king of the Jews free for you? Then they yelled, Not this one, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him whipped. The soldiers twisted some thorns into a crown and placed it on his head and put a purple garment on him. They went up to him and said, Hail, King of the Jews, and slapped his face. Pilate went outside again. I'm bringing him out to you, 
he told them, to let you know I don't find him guilty of anything. Jesus came outside wearing the crown of thorns and the purple cloak. Look at the man, Pilate said to them. Then the ruling priest and the servants saw him. They shouted, Crucify! Crucify him! Take him yourselves, Pilate told them, and crucify him. I don't find him guilty of anything. We have a law, the Jews answered him, and according to the law he must die. He has claimed to be God's son. When Pilate heard them say that, he was frightened more than ever. He went into the palace again. Where are you from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus didn't answer him. Don't you speak to me? Pilate then asked him. Don't you know I have the power to free you or to crucify you? You wouldn't have any power over me, Jesus answered him, if it hadn't been given to you from above. That is why the man who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. This made Pilate anxious to let him go. But the Jews shouted, If you let him go, you're no friend of Caesar. Anyone who makes himself a king is against Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he took Jesus outside and sat in the judge's seat at a place called Stone Pavement, or Gabbatha in the Jewish language. It was the Friday of the Passover and about six o'clock. Look at your king, he said to the Jews. Then they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Should I crucify your king? Pilate asked them. We don't have any king but Caesar, the ruling priest answered. Then Pilate handed Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he, carrying his cross, went out to what was called Skull Place, which the Jews call Golgotha. There they crucified him with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate also wrote a notice and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus from Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many Jews read this notice because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city and it was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. Then the ruling priests of the Jews told Pilate, don't write the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I've written, I've written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts. One for each soldier and the tunic was left over. The tunic was without a seam woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another, but let's throw lots and see who gets it. What the Bible said had to come true. They divided my clothes among them, and for my garments they threw lots. So that's what the soldiers did. Now his mother and her sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, 
and Mary from Magdala were standing near Jesus' cross. Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing near. Woman, he said to his mother, there is your son. Then he said to the disciple, there is your mother. The disciple took her and from that time on had her in his home. After this, knowing everything had now been done, and to have the words of the Bible come true, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge soaked in the wine on a hyssop stem and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was Friday and the Jews didn't want the bodies to stay on the crosses on Saturday because that Sabbath was an important day, they asked Pilate to have the legs of the men broken and the bodies taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and then of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw he was dead already, they didn't break his legs. But one of the soldiers stuck a spear into his side, and immediately blood and water came out. He who saw it has testified about it, and his testimony is true, and he knows he is telling the truth, so that you too will believe. In this way, what the Bible said had to come true. None of his bones will be broken. And it says in another place, they will look at him whom they pierced. Later, Joseph from Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he was afraid of the Jews, asked Pilate to have him take Jesus' body away. Pilate let him have it. So he came and took his body away. Then came also Nicodemus, who had first come at, to Jesus at night. He brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. They took Jesus' body and wrapped it with the spices and linen according to the Jewish custom of burying the dead. There was a garden at the place where Jesus was crucified, and in the garden was a new grave in which no one had yet been laid. Here then, because it was Friday, when the Jews got ready for the Sabbath, and the grave was near, they placed Jesus. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Our sermon text is our reading from the Gospel according to St. John. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Armed soldiers and servants of the high priest follow Judas to find Jesus. They're prepared to fight, to capture and secure Jesus. They don't know what kind of resistance they will face for sure. Judas has probably indicated that the 11 disciples would be there and that some of them, like Peter, had weapons. So they come with their own weapons. But Jesus isn't fighting this. He will tell Peter, Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? 
So instead of running and hiding, which is what we did in the Garden of Eden, Jesus volunteers himself. He essentially steps forward. I'm the one you want. He's willing to stand in for the guilty. And Jesus makes clear who he is by announcing, I am. Now, most English Bible translations say, I am he, because it's good English. But the Greek text literally reads, Ego eimi, or I am. Jesus steps forward to be sacrificed. He stands forward so that the disciples might be spared. John reports, Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. None of the disciples are lost here because Jesus stands up to die in their place. He willingly goes under their authority. He willingly subjects himself to their justice. He allows them to slap him unjustly and doesn't defend himself against the charges other than to speak the truth of who he is and what he's come to do and to question one time their slapping of him. Jesus isn't going to stop them from inflicting him with the justice that rightly belongs to us. He willingly stands in our place. He doesn't object to it. So he is labeled the king of the Jews and dressed as such. He stands up to be our king. He stands up to receive our sentence. Here is what a good king does. He dies for his people. He willingly lays down his life. This is what a good God does also. He stands forward for his creation. He willingly suffers their wrong and at their hands. He willingly takes their evil and sin in order to free us from it. And he does. He finishes the justice he finished the punishment. It's completed. There's no more. It's over. Thanks be to God. God stands forward for us and says, I am. A powerful declaration that knocks the armed group to the ground. He declares that he exists. He is. He alone always has been and always will be. And now, he is here among us. He is here to put his existence and life forward for us. He is here in the dying world, among dying people, to give himself. To apply what he has, but we do not. God puts his life into our death. 
his goodness into our evil, his love into our hatred. Look at how he does it. God puts himself back into the world where we need him most. Into our evil and vileness exposed. Into our very sin and death. And he finishes it. He ends it. He brings it to a conclusion. He drinks the cup in full. And with that end and conclusion, he still is. He continues on. He exists for as he said, I am. And so he stands. He rises. And you and I have life and deliverance. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The scripture readings previous to the sermon come from an American translation of the Bible.